Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. I'm your host, Rob Fontenot. In this episode, uh, the first thing we're going to talk about, there's a couple of stories on MLB.com, and I'm just going to share with you the parts about the Astros. Also, the Astros are making another contract extension. So... I'm going to get into details. I'm going to give you a lot of opinions, of my opinions, on what I, what's going on with all these extensions and are some other guys going to get them too? Who knows? Also, the Astros have set their rotation and their 25-man roster. We will go over that. Also, I've asked the question, who do you think will be the Astros' most disliked player this season and we'll uh, I'll give you a couple of opinions from other guys and then I'll give you my opinion. Also since the last time we uh had a podcast here the Astros have played 3 games so we'll briefly go over those and then we will give you the upcoming schedule as the Astros have one more game in Florida, a couple uh, exhibition games at Minute Maid, and then a day off and the season will start. So we're getting super close, three more spring training games, and we're going to get down to business. So we're going to get to all of this right after this message. We'll be right back. You are listening to Astros Baseball. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about Story on MLB.com by Andrew Simon. Six ways the early schedules could affect the races. In the uh, race for the AL West, it says the Angels have the sixth easiest schedule for the first month of the year. And this could open the door for the Angels to win the wild card or even the division. I totally disagree that they can win the division. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. The wild card, maybe. They've always had a problem with not having pitching. So I do not know. But they're going to have to beat out Tampa Bay and the Red Sox if the Yankees win the division. So they're going to have to be better than them. So the, the Angels play the Cubs, the Brewers, and the Yankees, but they also have 13 games against the Rangers and the Mariners, and they also play the Royals. So... On the other side, Houston has the 21st hardest schedule. They have 16 games against the Yankees, Cleveland, Tampa Bay, and Minnesota. Plus 17 of their first 30 games are on the road. So my opinion of this story, 
is there may be a chance for the Angels to be leading the division after the first month. That's about the only thing they have a chance to be doing. Wild card, maybe. Division, no. Leading division, maybe. So another story on MLB.com. Each team's great unknown. Scroll down to the Astros. I was kind of curious what they were going to say. And according to this story, it's Wade Miley. Will the Astros get the Wade Miley from 2016 and 17 that had a 5.48 ERA or the Wade Miley from last season? So far, from what I've seen and his stats, I think we're going to get the Wade Miley closer to the one last year. He may not be as good as last year. Who knows? But definitely, my opinion, not the one from 2016 and 17. So the Astros have finalized their 25-man roster and the rotation. So the rotation, Verlander Cole, McHugh, Wade Miley, and Brad Peacock. That was one question. He's been leading the race, winning the battle, whatever you want to say, and I just couldn't figure out why they just won't name him, and finally they did. So he is the fifth starter. I don't know why they can't just move him up to third. I have no idea, because if you go with the performance in spring training, I would say Colin McHugh is the weak link in the starting rotation. But like I said, they could be working on stuff that they won't do in real games. So who knows? So the relief pitchers, Osuna, Presley, Rondon, Devo, and Harris. And one question I had, or opinion, is that Framber Valdez, if he didn't make the rotation, he would probably go to AAA and be a starter. However, the Astros put him in the bullpen. Also, Josh James was a question mark because of his injury, but apparently he got enough work in. Josh James also in the bullpen, and I'm happy about that. So the rest of it you already know. Chirinos and Stassi, the catchers, Yuli, Altuve, Correa, Bregman, uh, Brantley, Springer, Reddick, Jake, Kemp, Tyler White, and Diaz. You already know about all that. So a question I put on Twitter, and I only got one response, is who will be the Astros' most disliked player? Last year, I posed this question, and my selection was Ken Giles, and I was correct. So when the news broke about Justin Verlander, uh, me... And Grady and Mark, we weren't in a group text, but I was texting both of them about the Justin Verlander situation. And so I asked them, just in case they didn't look on Twitter, I asked them the same question, and both of them said Osuna. They both said the reason they picked him is he's the closer, and that is correct. I didn't think about that last year. But the closer, most of the time, he's going to come into the game when we're winning. 
And if he doesn't do his job, we're going to lose. And he's going to get hated. So he's in a good spot to be the most hated guy. So now, because they say that, I don't take as much credit for picking Ken Giles last year. But I did so good on Giles, they traded him. So, anyway. So, another answer, because I have my answer, but I'm going to tell you these guys first. Um, Ethan Kirstens. He's the only guy to answer the question on Twitter. His answer was Diaz. He said, potentially, it could be Diaz just because he is Marwin's replacement. Even though they have very similar stats, fans will view him as the guy who drove a fan favorite out of town. Any prolonged slump will have many fans calling for his head. Now, I can't remember where his stats ended up being so far in spring training, but from what I remember is they're pretty horrible. But he's going to play. I don't I mean, I'm really curious. They made the trade for him and like Ethan is saying, he's kind of ran Marwin a fan favorite out of town. And I was always wondering if it's guaranteed that he's going to make the team and it it was. But how long? I mean, how good does he have to be? For them to get rid of them. Because like I said, eventually they're going to have to get rid of Kent, Marisnik, or Tyler White to bring that other pitcher in. Unless they're going to go with 12 pitchers all year. And uh, maybe it can end up being Diaz. I mean, I think he only makes like $5 million or $2 million, and I don't know. I don't even know how much he makes. I think he barely makes anything. So who knows? But I found that a very good answer as well. So I've rambled on so much that I almost forgot my answer because I didn't even write it down. I thought about it when I was writing down the uh, 25-man roster. Here's my pick to be the most hated. My two selections that I was going between Because I think even if Colin McHugh pitches horribly, no one's going to hate him. I went between Hector Rondon and Will Harris. But my pick is Hector Rondon. That is my pick to be the most hated guy on the Astros 2019 or actually the most disliked. All right, we're going to take a small break, and then we are going to talk about these contract extensions. We'll be right back. You're listening to Astros Baseball. All right, now let's talk about all these contract extensions. Before I get into it, I'm going to read you a tweet from Chandler Rome. Before this week, Jeff Luno had given three contract extensions in his entire eight-year tenure as Astros general manager. Two to Jose Altuve and one to John Singleton. The reason he's saying this is because the Astros have made three already this week. I believe it was all in one week. 
First, it was Presley, two years, $17.5 million. Alex Bregman, uh, the last podcast I had, it was unknown exactly what the contract was, but we knew it was $100 million. And now, the Astros are going to extend Justin Verlander. Two years, $66 million. $33 million a year. Now again, this isn't official, just like the last one, but there is a press conference scheduled for tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. Central. So it is going to be pretty much in the books. I don't know if it's going to be 33 a season. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, other big name MLB players that have also done this. And these are big names. Chris Sale, Paul Goldschmidt, Mike Trout, Aaron Nola, Blake Snell. A lot of people are doing it. A lot of people do not want to mess around with that free agency or the state of free agency. So we finally found out the details of Alex Bregman. This season, he will continue making $650,000. He had already agreed to the contract. 2019, it's already done. So starting next year in 2020, he gets a $10 million signing bonus. And this is the part that I find interesting. In 2020, he'll make $11 million. In 2021, he will make $11 million. So what I find interesting about this, what popped out, what, what popped out about this to me is... You would think Bregman is going to get $20 million a year. But I looked and I saw $11 million a year. And then the same day, I see that Verlander is getting $66 million, which is 33 So in my opinion, is they put this con... They put this extension together with Bregman knowing what they were going to offer Justin Verlander because it's the same two years. Right now, Verlander makes what he's going to make, but in 20 and 21, when Bregman's making $11 million, he's going to be making $33 million. So instead of having two guys make $25 million, you're going to have somebody making 30 So it just looks like that. You have these two years where Bregman only makes 11 and JV makes 33 So the other question I had, the other thought that I had, if they are going to extend one of these two pitchers, Garrett Cole or Verlander, it doesn't matter how good Justin Verlander is. But you just have to look at the age. Almost everybody that I talk to would rather the Astros extend Garrett Cole, mostly because of his age. And another thing I had brought up before is Justin Verlander kept saying how he could pitch five more years or seven. I don't know. He said something like, so I was thinking Verlander 
is going to want a longer contract than the Astros will be willing to offer him. And Garrett Cole, I believe he wants to go to California. So the first question I have is why didn't the Astros go after Garrett Cole? Because Garrett Cole says they haven't even talked to him about it. So apparently the Astros really, really want Justin Verlander. But I'm assuming, and you know I don't know everything, but I'm assuming that maybe Verlander wanted four years, maybe five. So instead of giving him a four-year contract for $25 million, they just paid him a whole lot to stay for two years. But like I said, it's really weird the way Bregman's $11 million per season, the same two years that Verlander's going to make 33. So they still haven't talked to Garrett Cole. And I don't know how they would be able to afford all these guys. So the other guy that I'm curious about, the, the first... Well, besides Verlander and Cole, the first core guy for the Astro that comes up to be a free agent is George Springer. So I figured they would try to work out a deal with him first. But I guess the way things are going, our two best players are are Altuve and Bregman. Altuve's locked up for six more years. And so I guess the Astros figured this is the time to do it. The way things are going, everyone's doing it. This is the way to get him to stay. So I think that's why he jumped over Springer. And I have no idea what their plans are with George Springer and Correa. Springer, as you all know, is my favorite player. I love George Springer. But is he somebody that they're willing to part with to keep Verlander? I don't know. But Springer is a free agent in 2021. And that would be the second year of the Verlander contract. So I don't know. I don't know what their, I don't know what their plans are. What are their plans with Springer and Correa? I have no idea. You've got Josh Reddick, who I believe his contract runs out after this year. Maybe next. I don't know. But pretty soon. I don't feel that Josh Reddick is in their plans. Colin McHugh, not in their plans. Yuli Gurriel, I just noticed this today. He becomes a free agent in 2023. He will be 38 years old. 2023. We've got four more years of Yuli Gurriel. And I think he'll be gone after that. That's his plans. So if they're not going to keep Correa, you've got... Toro and Tantalo, two guys that have done very well. 
They both play third base. So if you don't want to keep Correa, I think Correa is really good. I've been saying this recently. He does have injury problems. I've also stated before that he just doesn't seem like someone that wants to stay here. He seems to me like someone that wants to be a Yankee. I don't know why, but I've just always felt this way. And maybe the Astros feel this way. Maybe that's why they're not going after him. I don't know. But Alex Bregman's original position, which is hard to believe because he's so good at third, is shortstop. So they don't Astros don't sign Correa. If he's not in their future plans, they've got guys that can play third. They've probably also got guys that can play short. But... So far, the guys that look good in spring training, these guys are third baseman. Alex Bregman is shortstop. Because one way to look at it, if you've got Verlander, Altuve, Bregman, all these guys making a lot of money, you're going to need some cheap guys in there. And when they call up Toro or Tanalu or whoever plays shortstop or third, these guys aren't going to make any money. George Springer, if he's not in their plans, they've got uh, Ronnie Dawson. They've got Kyle Tucker. They've got a lot of people there. First base, DH, they got Jordan Alvarez. I, I mean, maybe these are the guys they're keeping. Are they only... Are they only keeping Verlander for two years? Because they have so many good young pitchers. They've got Forrest Whitley, Lukaskis, Corbin Martin, all these different really good pitchers. So maybe they don't want to, because of the money they're investing in these players, maybe they don't want to have Garrett Cole for six or seven years. I don't know. I don't know what... Their plans are for all of these guys. I find it interesting. The most interesting thing out of all of this to me was the two years that they're going to give Verlander $33 million, Alex Bregman makes eleven. And the thing that I'm the most curious about and scared because I don't want Springer and Correa to be gone. I understand that we can't keep everybody. That happens to every good team. You have seven to ten awesome players on your team. You can't pay all of them $30 million. You just can't do it. So you got to figure out who you're going to keep. And it's hard for me to believe the Astros without George Springer. It could happen. I don't know. I didn't see the Verlander thing coming. So, I mean, the season starts pretty soon. So I don't know if anything's going to happen. I think, personally, if anything else is going to happen, it will happen before the season starts. All right, that's my take on all this contract extension stuff. We'll take a small break. We'll go over them three games, give you a preview of the rest of the year, and that'll be it. We'll be right back. You're listening to Astros Baseball. All right, now we're going to recap these four games. Thursday, 
the Astros go down to the Tigers 5-3. Corbin Martin gets a start, three and two-thirds inning, five hits and five runs, including three homers. Not a good day for Corbin Martin. Uh, Davinsky, Devo, one and a third, a walk and a strikeout, no runs. 6.35 ERA. I am now comfortable with Chris Davinsky being in the bullpen. No longer worried about him. J.B. Bukaskis, two innings, no runs, and no hits. But he had three walks and five strikeouts. McCurry, no runs allowed. His ERA is 0.90. The Astros had seven total hits in the game. Tony Kemp had three of them, including a two-run homer. Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker, Tyler White, Tantalou, they all got a hit. Friday, the Astros defeat the Mets 7-3. Brad Peacock, four and a third inning, six hits, three runs, four strikeouts, and a walk. Not a good outing for Brad Peacock. His reward the next day is a spot in the roster. Gujuan, two-thirds of an inning, no hit, no run, no strikeouts, no walk. Your ERA is 1.86. Your reward, go back to the minors. Framber Valdez, two innings, two hits, two strikeouts. No walks. That is impressive. Astros had 12 hits. Miles Straw had three of them. Uh, Bregman and Yuli Gurriel both homered. Carlos Correa went one for two, and he did not have an RBI. Saturday, the Astros defeated Miami. Justin Verlander in his last start in spring training. Four innings, no runs allowed, and nine strikeouts. 45 out of 57 pitches were strikes. A very good outing for Verlander. Osuna, one inning, one strikeout. Rondon, one inning, two strikeouts. Presley, one inning, two strikeouts. Josh James, one inning, one strikeout, and a hit. And Dean Dietz, one inning, two strikeouts. Offensively, Jose Altuve, first home run of spring training, two RBIs. George Springer, one for four, two RBIs. Yuli Gurriel, one for four with an RBI. Seven of the nine starters got hits. Reddick and Chirinos are the two that did not get hits. So Sunday's game will be against Washington, and this will be Garrett Cole's last start before the regular season. On Monday, the Astros play Pittsburgh at Minute Maid Park at 7 o'clock. Forrest Whitley will be the starter. 26th on Tuesday, again they play Pittsburgh at Minute Maid Park. This time is it at it's at 1:10. It's an early game on a Tuesday. JD Bukaskis. And that is the last game before the regular season starts on the 28th. So they will play Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, have Thursday off, and the season starts Thursday the 28th. So one thing I wanted to point out to you, I've brought it up before the uh Buying tickets on Facebook on the Astros Ticket Exchange. 
they have some of these guys on there, season ticket holders, they are selling tickets to that early game on Tuesday for, I've seen it for as low as 15. Now, I bet if you really wanted to go, you could probably get those for 10. And I don't think a lot of these people even want to go. I bet you could even write somebody and, and ask, ask them just to give it to you. I bet you could get them for free. I personally, if I lived in Houston, I would probably try to get one. So anyway, like I've said before, we start against at Tampa Bay, Verlander and Snell, Garrett Cole, and Charlie Ethan Morton. So I'm pretty excited. This is what I'm talking about. I think the third game against McHugh. McHugh's the third pitcher. I think on Thursday, what I've read, or the third game, not Thursday, is that they're going to have one of those openers against Colin McHugh. So they've got, if you just look at their pitchers, they got Snell and Charlie Morton. Now I'm talking about having the tough schedule, about that first story I told you about. And you're thinking, man, we got to face those two guys? That's pretty tough. But we got JV and Cole, so they got to be thinking the same thing. But what I'm looking at is there's a possibility. I'm not saying this, but there's a possibility we could lose both of those. I don't think so, but, I mean, the possibility is there because it's two really good pitchers. And then the third game will be Colin McHugh, who is totally struggling, so I'm not confident about that game. So who knows? It might not be good. And I think after that we play the Rangers. I'm not totally sure. And then we play the A's. That's when I'm going. So what ended up happening with that, I've got the two tickets for April 7th. My wife can't go now, so I had to find someone that was an adult that would actually pay their way like, and drive or something like that. And so I got a hold of my friend Randy, who actually left a message on here a couple weeks ago. And he said that he wanted to go, but his wife and one of the kids wanted to go. So I ended up finding someone else on that website selling tickets for $45, almost where we were sitting. Two sections over, same row. So it's a pretty good deal if you want to... I think Mark Yu has bought tickets on there already. Uh, It's a good deal. All right, well, that's it, folks. Uh, The season is right around the corner. I mean, dude, you're talking three more games and a day off, and it's on. The season is about to start. The Astros will. They win the World Series. Uh, We've got... Three days, I believe, in my opinion, maybe four, to get some more people extended if it's going to happen. If not, maybe next year, perhaps say goodbye to Springer. That is crazy to think about. 2021. Two more years of Springer. Who knows? We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, folks. Houston Astros Baseball.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.